Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and he's diametrically opposed to everything reasonable that I've ever said. But uh, we're glad he comes in every day anyway. I'm anyways. waiting for you to say something reasonable. I told you that yesterday. <laughs> it could happen at any moment. You know, if, you, know if it ever today. does, I certainly will shout Hosanna <laughs> and praise you for it. I've been shouting too, but that's another topic. <laughs> I know you have. All right. On the Mark, uh, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. Let's get repersonalize this. You're going to make a purchase online when you're ready for a new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln, but you will still be talking to via email. Jason Benfer over at the Lincoln dealership. Jeff Clark's going to show you that Ford car or truck. Ernie or Austin will put you in a Kia, and that is just the way to go because they can make sure that you are super comfortable dealing with them online. Uh, they can use a video situation to make sure that you're hooked up, or maybe if you are somebody who does not use the internet, believe it or don't, 99% of the whole process can be done telephonically, and then when you go down there. The keys will be in a waiting, sanitized, ready vehicle for you to test drive. You go ahead and do that, and then they're going to put you in a at a desk all by yourself. You have to sit by yourself, but you can sign the papers and take good care of it. So uh, that's what they're doing at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they are back in business, and they're very glad that uh, thanks to smart thinking by the people in the corner offices, uh, that it is perfectly uh, easy to buy a Ford car or truck, a Lincoln, Kia, or a Hyundai to your precise specifications at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they would just uh, love to make sure that uh, they help you do that. So please, patronize the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, they'll be happy to see you. You'll be happy to see them. You'll be doing some of it emailically initially, but then eventually you get to see them at a social distancing, uh, properly distance uh, location in person down there. You can even sign things. You can even notarize things online. That's kind of neat. So it's all good. Uh, on the market. You want something notarized online? Fine. No. no we'll, no. we'll have it do it for you. Are you a notary? No, I'm not. Our toll-free line is open. But I can swear you in. <laughs> in t- yeah, you can swear at <laughs> me. I can administer oaths. All right. Well, there you go. I've administered several oaths to you over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I swear. <laughs> if you do that one more time. One more time, right. right. There's an oath for you. Call us toll-free, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Uh, you can email us at onthemarket.kok.com, and you can text us at 70236. What would you 
you like to talk about first? Well, one of our emailers who starts us off this morning, he's Robert, he says, Yesterday, Mr. Yaw tried to say that we should get things open because his statistics show that our policies now are now doing what they were designed to do. He used policies of Israel, Norway, and Sweden as an argument to open up our society. He said, although they are three different, uh, all three use different approaches to the virus, they all three had about the same results. Right now, deaths in Israel are running about 25, uh, 24 per million population. Norway is at 38 per million. And Sweden, with their open society approach, is running to 233 deaths per million. Their rate being 10 times as deadly as Israel doesn't seem to suggest that this is a great way to go. Well, yeah, I think it kind of denies science that's related to this. I understand, he said, Mark, I disagree with you. You know, I said that one of the reasons we haven't had a lot of cases because we have a partial shutdown and a stay-at-home order, and so therefore we didn't get a lot of coronavirus cases, and he said he disagrees with that. So that's his uh, prerogative. It's like an alpha male thing. It's just the Republican leadership that's out there saying that this is all a bunch of hooey well, and, and the alpha Stop males of Governor, the world. Governor Newsom is opening up things in California. He, he hasn't stopped the beaches from attracting large crowds of people. I mean, I think everybody's adopting that. And what really cracks me up is after the president said he would be he would be the one who had the authority to open up the country and everyone says, oh, no, no, that's wrong. He's trying to usurp all this power. It's the governors. But now the governors are doing it and there's no standard. And the media is saying, oh, well, this is terrible. There's no standard. You know, we can't count on anything. Every state's a little different. What media is saying that? Uh, I've heard Reports on MSNBC, CNN, and even on Fox, you know, that talked about the disparities between the way the states are opening up. But I think, me, I consider that a strength. I think the governors, they were elected by their people. They hopefully know the people in their state. They know the attitudes of the people, and they're trying to make decisions, whether they're too restrictive for me or too liberal for you, whatever. They're trying to make decisions based on what they believe is best for their state, their, their state's residents. And I'm willing to concede that that's what exactly what they're doing. No win situation, eh? <laughs> it is. I mean, you go back to the beginning. How do, you, how do you win? I mean, someone's going to second guess you every single time. I mean, it just... No one's willing to cut anybody a break. I mean, some of our callers have come down hard on President Trump. And or Chris mor- or Andrew Cuomo. Well, this morning I saw a, uh, just briefly, and I haven't didn't see it quoted anywhere else, not even on CNN, but MSNBC had some Marist poll that I think was partially sponsored by NPR uh, that showed that President Trump's approval rating on this virus has gone way down. 55% disapprove, 44% approve. I haven't seen any other poll that had those numbers in it, and I didn't see that particular poll uh, reported anywhere else. Do you think rank-and-file people, despite what uh, you say the media is highly critical of everything, but is do people generally give their leader a pass? Do you think sort of rank-and-file people would say, well, the governor is trying to do his best, like you and I might say, okay, well, um, you know, Governor Wolf is trying to do his best, he's making, you know, Uh, decisions based on information that's presented to them, uh, and he's trying to do the right thing to keep people safe. And, of course, Gene Yaw and and some of the Republican leaders say, no, that's the false, the premise is false, so the decisions are are flawed. Well, look at Abraham Lincoln. No one was more second-guessed or criticized than he was during the uh, Civil War. I mean, and then he was assassinated, and suddenly he became a, a national martyr and hero. And in retrospect, people realized what a great 
president he was, and he now receives the honors that he so richly deserved. But during his time here on Earth, he was not so universally loved and regarded as being infallible and infinite in his wisdom. Is that the same boat that President Trump is in? I'm not going to compare President Trump to Abraham Lincoln because, I'm sorry, Abe's going to win every single time. (laughs) But I do think... Just thought we could go there. I do think that history, when calmer heads and non-political heads are involved, will look back at this and say, we couldn't be certain exactly what we were dealing with. I blame part of it on China, part of it on the World Health Organization. Did President Trump fail to heed perhaps the warnings? Maybe he did. Maybe he could have done more. So what? But, you know, who's going to second guess? Well, the media will second guess you. Well, and I think I really like at times when either President Trump or the governor or rank-and-file people or Governor Cuomo really move forward, say, okay, you know, this is what we did. You know, know, the president says, well, I did a fabulous job. Okay, so let's stipulate that you did. Or, you know, Governor Wolf says we're making sound decisions. We feel they're sound decisions based on the facts that are available. Uh, Let's stipulate that they are. most of the things I appreciate are things where we're moving forward, trying to, you know, determine what we should do next. Yeah, well, I think that's exactly the point we're at. And I think that the president and the governors have to try and arrive at some sort of a uh, detente, if you will, on this issue. And, and, and to some extent, they have been. The president has spoken kindly of some of the governors, even those not in his party. He's given some criticism out to others, and some of the governors have spoken nicely about him, and some have beaten him over the head with a brick. But, you know, I think... Probably like in a business where sometimes you and your colleagues and front office people and people that might work for you, sometimes you get along fabulously, and other times you don't agree with what they're doing, and other times... So what do you do if you and I have a disagreement, but we talk about it on the air here, but we don't let it affect our personal relationship? You and I have been friends, co-workers for years. (laughs) Forty years. (laughs) A long time. Uh, You know, and I respect your judgment, even though I don't always agree with you. I believe you respect mine. Um, So that's that's the way we should work things out. Time I looked up to you. Yeah, well, I'm, I've shrunk. <laughs> yeah, that, that what <laughs> As it was. I've gotten older. <laughs> okay. All right, we got a caller waiting. Oh, no, Let's we got two it. callers waiting. All right, we're good to go. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, a couple of things. <clears throat> Yesterday in Bloomsburg, I happened to notice that there seemed to be a predominance of college kids migrating back to Bloomsburg, and I don't know for what purpose. But I can tell you this: they were acting like the college kids that I saw two months ago. They were here. Uh, <laughs> Playing games in the front yard, you know, with beer pong and that kind of stuff, driving around in cars, having a good time, and nobody with masks. Where were the police? <laughs> Is this... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was wishing I was 18 to 21 myself. But uh, anyway, uh, that aside, I wanted to talk about some numbers, okay? You guys probably remember, or maybe you don't, I doubt if you do, but, you know, uh, probably six weeks ago, when this thing was starting to hit, I, I recanted a story about, or talked about a story uh, in my family where some of the members were searching for a uh, nursing home for my mother-in-law, and when they finally uh, decided the one that they wanted to pick, they talked to the administrator, and the administrator said, well, you know, there's really nothing open now, and there's, you know, it's going to be months, if not a year or more, unless we get a good flu to go through here, is what she said. And, and lo and behold, that is so true now. Uh, in, in New York City, 99% of the deaths, more than 99% of the deaths, are with people that had a, a pre-existing condition, and half of the deaths in New York City occurred in nursing homes. And I'm not saying we need to sacrifice the people in the nursing home, but why do we have almost the entire country shut down 
to protect one percent of the population at the, at the you know the, the punishment of ninety nine percent. I don't get it. And well, then here, we're not the shut down just for people in nursing homes. We're shut down for everybody. No, but here's another issue. I mean, this morning there was a story you ran about the Northumberland County having, what, six cases in a nursing home? Mm-hmm. But they're not revealing the nursing home. And people can't get in the nursing homes to visit their relatives, so they have no idea whether their relative is sick or not. That's wrong. Well, I think you could call ask your ask your relative how they're doing. Well, I have the coronavirus, thanks to one of the good staffers here. <laughs> but thanks for asking. We'll talk tomorrow. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. You know, back to the, the the college kids running around yesterday. Okay. You know, Get off they my were, they were, they were not a care in the world. And you know what? I can understand that because if you're in the 18 to 45-year-old group, you have a 0.5. 0.1% chance of dying even if you get the virus, okay? Now, that's one out of 10,000 if you get the virus. So out of every 10,000 people in that age group that get it, only one of them are going to pass away. Now, every death is important, obviously, but this is very similar. The numbers that are coming in, and you're not hearing these numbers on CNN, MSNBC. You don't hear it. But the numbers that are coming in are essentially the same is the Hong Kong flu of 1968, and we got through that with all, you know, without you know basically shutting down the economy, destroying society, and all that. So, why? My question is this: Why are we responding different now? You know, in, in the beginning, I can understand it, but when we have the data in front of our eyes, why the difference now than? 1968. Why are we doing this now when we didn't do it in 68? What do you think? Well, do you buy in that we're trying not to overwhelm hospitals? You know, if you don't believe it in terms of, or I mean, you don't buy in because, you know, you're not concerned about more uh, able-bodied people getting it, so to speak. Uh, do you buy in the fact that we don't want to overwhelm hospitals? Exactly. And that is the reason uh, the initial data showed that flattening the curve was the way to go to prevent overrunning the hospitals. And what we found was, we, you know, whether it be because we flattened the curve or just the way the pandemic went, we, we didn't have a problem with our hospitals. Okay? All right. Now, there was obviously a stressful area, and that happened to be New York City, which that brings up a lot of questions. Why was it just New York City? All right, we got it. Good point. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate the call. Uh, we are going to take the quickie break. We've got two callers ready to go. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Join the discussion about news, sports, and more by following News Radio 1070 WKOK on Facebook. You'll get breaking news updates, plus stories where you can weigh in with your opinions. Follow the news and let your voice be heard. 
plus win prizes on our Facebook only contests. Follow us on Facebook today and join the discussion with News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. Sal Palantonio rejoins us today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Let's see. Uh, Dan is standing by. Go ahead, sir. You are on the mark. Hey, good morning. I said, y'all, y'all, in Pennsylvania Dutch, when you agree with somebody, they say, y'all. <laughs> and I agree with y'all. Well, if this was a serious thing with the virus, we'd have only shut down the areas that had it. We wouldn't have quarantined the whole country. So I agree with y'all on this. And you in don't, you don't believe flatten, Dan. You don't believe in flattening the curve. That that whole prolonged. Um, no, just for the areas measure. like New York City. I agree, <laughs> something had to be done, but not for us out here in the middle of nowhere. We didn't need to be shut down at all. But in 1918, 19, when they had the Spanish flu. 675,000 people died from the Spanish flu, but Woodward Wilson, the president, barely mentioned it. What happened, some local areas shut down. A few cities <laughs> shut down, but even Philadelphia didn't, and they had more deaths than some of the other cities that did shut down, but it was localized. Like one of the commissioners from Snyder County proposed, it should have been localized instead of having it top down. But I believe our governor loves this top down control of people. Basically, left wingers love to control people. He likes the idea, he can control us. You got you wear a mask. You do this. You do that because I's the king. I'm the king. That's how I look at it. You sound like your president. Okay, that's all right. I agree with him more than the <laughs> governor, but he he was railroaded into shutting down the whole country. So I don't agree with him on that. But you know, what's the difference between? 1918, 19, and now. Basically, today we're secular humanists. We believe, I don't, but secular humanism says death. That's it. There's nothing after it. When you right, die, the the you're like a dog. Christians say, if I die, my life is just beginning. So if I would get the flu and die. I don't want you to cry for me, Dan, because my life is better. Yeah, I enjoy okay. life here on Earth. I admit it. But I'm not overly sick and on any issue. I have fairly good health. Okay. But if, if I get the flu, 
and die. That's not the end. Basically, we were more of a Christian country in the 1918-19, and you can go back to the Pilgrim's Day, 10 years after they settled here, they had the smallpox breakout. Seven out of ten died. But Dan, you're making a rather unusual argument. I mean, quite frankly, we know a lot more now than we did in 1918, and certainly one heck of a lot more than we knew when the pilgrims landed here. So we know that certain things keep us safer than certain other things, and it's only logical to recommend or order, in order to preserve our lives, that we follow certain basic guidelines with respect to what we know will curb the disease. Well, you know, Joe, well, we I would go call. along okay. with that, but I told you about eight, seven, eight years ago, I got the flu and I had a flu shot. Well, I told Mr. M.D. I had the flu shot. He said you had a different strain and there might not even be a flu shot for that strain. And I was sick. I, I was really down for several days with that flu. There's nothing I could do about it. Dan, do you buy insurance for your home? You bet. Your home hasn't burned down, has it? You're wasting your money. No, well, I mean that—that's that's why the flu shot is. It's insurance. We well, have smoke detectors too, and they never go off. They never go off. Work out, did it? <laughs> no, but my I mean the point is, that, it failed me because it's same with the pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia right. shot. You can only hit it if you're lucky. You may hit the right shot. You mean the flu shot? No, there's a pneumonia yeah, shot. Too. Oh, okay, pneumonia. either way. Okay, right. gotcha. All right, either way, so, so you can't be guaranteed life here on Earth. All right, we yeah, got you, Dan. No, but, you know, Dan, I don't. I don't. Go, I, do, I don't go dancing in the middle of routes eleven and fifteen on a Friday <laughs> afternoon either. I mean, I know that that's risky behavior. So there are some things I'm willing to take a shot on that you know that's, maybe it isn't going to be a hundred percent guarantee, but right. at least I feel safer I for having too, done it. Joe, I took the shot, <laughs> but what I'm trying but to you're tell still complaining you, about it, Dan. I still got the flu, and you can't. You can't prevent every disease that's going to hit you, even if you're healthy. But like okay. the ones in the ones that have health issues, naturally they're more likely to die. All right, we got to get another caller going quicker. here. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks, Thanks Dan. for yeah, calling you in. Take care. Have a great one, my friend. You too. Friends. Take uh, care. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Dale, you're on the mark. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the first week that we got shut down, I think I told everybody, don't listen to the truth, look for facts and integrity. Well, here's the thing is, I mean, our medical community, the individuals in there, you know, America has their back. I mean, the whole thing is, you look at who's the top of the Ponzi scheme here, it's the pharmaceutical companies, which controls the who and, and are giving out the test kits. So, and then if you looked at Tucker Carson last night, was probably the best segment I've seen. I mean, I don't really listen to Fox or CNN, but Tucker had a really, really good segment last night. And we got to look at this. You know, the pharmaceutical companies, they're all about money, and that's what makes the medical community, you know, that's where they get most of their funding. So I would say, you know, with them uh, being pressured, the medical community being pressured, 
to put uh, COVID on people's death certificates being pressured, even though they didn't die from it, that is right there deceptive. And I think our medical community, the people in there, need to step forward and have facts and integrity and let the people know because, I mean, pharmaceutical got the medical industry by it, you know, got a good grip on them. So, so you are I, saying I you are saying you believe the doctors are lying about the deaths, the cause of death of people to in order to support the pharmaceutical industry? Is that what you're saying? A lot of doctors are coming forward and saying they're being pressured, even though someone dies, to put COVID on their death reasoning of death, or one of the reasons. So if they're being pressured, okay, and and that's being deceptive, I believe. So if you watch that um, episode of Talking Cards last night, it's probably YouTube, it's probably going to be wiped off, but like I said, you know, real heroes tell facts and have integrity. Truth, CNN, you know, they have free speech. They can sell you anything they want, but, you know, everybody has an agenda. I mean, Is I'm that just me? Oh, I can't hear, hardly hear him. Can you speak up a little bit, buddy? It's, we're hard, yeah, it's hard to hear you. There we go. Now you're talking. I'm not saying it's fake news, but free, CNN has free speech, so they can sell whatever they're being paid to sell. You know, they can make, you know. So I think you, everyone should watch that Tucker Carlson's episode last night. I think it really hit the nail on the head. People understand what's really happening. And okay. I think the pharmacy pharmaceutical companies are, are the Ponzi scheme. They're the top of the pyramid. All right. We got you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. I don't know that it really qualifies as a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> not exactly. No. no, not exactly. All right. Uh, one of our emailers says, I agree with Dan. I believe that the president's feet uh, was put on, uh, what were, were, were put, put to, to the, the fire. fire. You're right. It's plural. What would your decision be if you were told one to two million people were going to die? I would shut down. President Trump had no other option. He had to shut our country down. And that's true. You know, but then people got on him because he didn't do it soon enough. If he had done it in January, can you imagine the howl and the outrage? Oh, the man's destroying the economy. He's <laughs> ruining the country, throwing people out of work. Look at the misery he's creating. That's what I mean. You just can't win. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to rebroadcast that next hour. That'll be the soundbite of the morning. (laughs) Joe being John Q. Public. Or the media. The media. Okay. Mainstream media. MSN or MSM. All right. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back from CBS News, we'll have more open phones. We'd love to hear from you. We have some text and an email pending. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We are enjoying open phones. We would just love to hear from you today. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Some news headlines you've no doubt heard about that uh, top emergency room doctor from New York City, Dr. 
Dr. Lorna Breen took her own life after contracting and treating thousands of patients with coronavirus. She's a Danville native. Her father, former Geisinger surgeon Dr. Philip Breen, told CNN and the New York Times that the overwhelming of the hospitals and COVID-19 took a toll on his daughter. Here's him on CNN last evening. Lorna would be an example of somebody who is a poster child for proving that this virus is indeed working on people's minds and psychological equilibrium and really working great havoc. Dr. Lorna Breen was 49 years old, medical director of the emergency department of New York Presbyterian Allen Hospital. The Breens have many local ties and local friends. They're remembered at Danville School District, Danville's First Baptist Church, and also Wyoming Seminary. In Valley, numbers of COVID-19 that popped up. Two new cases were confirmed in Northumberland County at 92, and two more cases in Union County at 33. Also, six cases popped up at a Northumberland County nurse home, which of the nursing or long-term care facilities in the county not being disclosed, but uh, somewhere amongst, uh, and perhaps at the single one or spread out, four new cases among residents at Northumberland County nursing homes and two cases among nursing staff. Wise Markets says it is now taking the temperatures of employees before they start work each day. In a release, Wise says this latest use of a non-contact infrared thermometer is part of an ongoing series of uh, measure, measures and detailed measures they're taking at the stores to protect their associates and the public. One Valley State Senator doesn't feel a partial business shutdown and stay-at-home order was an appropriate course of action. As we talked about, uh, State Senator Gene Yaw says it was precisely the wrong thing to do. The average number of deaths from the flu in Pennsylvania annually is almost 3,000. So we're only halfway there. Uh, I think the uh, numbers in the United States, we have 55,000 deaths. An average for the flu season in the United States is around 60,000. So, you know, the numbers are starting to indicate this is not a whole lot worse than any other flu season. Of course, you can always hear his remarks at WDKOK.com on our podcast page. Finally, Vice President Mike Pence chose not to wear a face mask while touring Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. It's an apparent violation of the world-renowned medical center's policy requiring masks on everybody. Video feeds show he didn't wear a mask when he met with a Mayo employee who was recovering from COVID-19. He was also maskless when he visited a coronavirus testing lab, and Pence was the only participant not to wear a mask during the roundtable discussion. Food and Drug Administration Chief Stephen Hahn was among those wearing masks. Pence explained his decision by stressing that he frequently gets tested for the coronavirus. Well, let me say, um, as Vice President of the United States, I'm tested for the coronavirus on a regular basis, and everyone who is around me is tested for the coronavirus. And when the CDC issued guidelines about wearing a mask, it was their recognition that people that may have the coronavirus um, could prevent the possibility of conveying uh, the virus to someone else by wearing a mask. And since I, I don't have the coronavirus, I, I thought it'd be a good opportunity for me to be here, to be able to speak to these researchers, these incredible healthcare personnel, and look them in the eye and, and say thank you. So it's a great privilege for me, and, uh, uh, and I, I really I, I couldn't be more inspired by what I've seen here at the Mayo Clinic from everyone that I've encountered. Right. Mike 
Pence yesterday after his tour, but while still at the hospital. Finally, Joe Biden has won Ohio's presidential primary, clinching a contest that was less about the Democratic nomination, more about how states can conduct elections in the era of coronavirus. The preliminary results released yesterday, the first major test of statewide elections conducted via mail amid an outbreak. So maybe Pennsylvania will go to all mail. You just never know. Well, I, I can't imagine that New York is going to survive having canceled their primary. I don't see how you can well, cancel primary election. I'm, they, how are you going to get your delegates for the convention? Well, that's just it. And Bernie Sanders people are rightfully upset because Bernie would figure to do very well in New York. It's a very progressive state. And he would certainly come away with more delegates. The fact more that leverage. They, right. More leverage, which is what he's going for at this point. And I th- uh, see Andrew Yang filed a lawsuit against New York yesterday uh, for having canceled it. And I suspect if it, how, I don't know how fast it will move, but if it moves quickly, I suspect he'll win. Oh, win the lawsuit. Right, yeah. and they, they'll be forced well, to have the primary. Delegates. And I know in Pennsylvania there's other offices, you know, like uh, Pennsylvania. Right, the down ballot, as they call it. Well, yeah, but, you know, Attorney General and Auditor General, they're important. Sure they there's are. There's certainly plenty of candidates out there for those particular offices, so... Um, I don't don't know how we're going to do this. Well, Pennsylvania is going to do their election June 2nd. That's what it looks like. Right. But New York, let's say you and I were both running for Auditor General of New York in the primary, Democratic primary, because Republicans don't win much in New York anymore. So what are they going to do? Flip a coin? If we don't have a vote, how will they decide who represents the Democratic Party in that race? Right. Well, how are you going to decide anything? Well, you, you have to. A, that's why you know, we have a 20 questions to I mean, be it's the answered. absolute foundation of our policy. I can remember during World War II and even during the Civil War and uh, all of our wars, our presidents tried to make sure that the country ran as normally as possible. You know, suppose George Bush had tried to cancel the elections after 9-11. Can you imagine? I think there were some some moder- modifications to it, but he didn't propose canceling the elections. Well, we were all on edge then with a lot of security. I do recall that. But um, but this is different. This isn't, so? this isn't a catastrophe that happened on one day and now we're doing a slow recovery. This is a catastrophe that's unfolding slowly in front of us right now and requires us to, of course, wear masks. There's nothing that would prevent that. But you have, like, for, for example, in Pennsylvania, have, it takes quite a few poll workers who work in close proximity to each other to pull off the election. And most of the volunteers are over 60, so they're in a higher risk group for the coronavirus. So that's that's the issue facing Pennsylvania election officials. Who knows how they'll deal with it, but I wouldn't think Governor Wolf would cancel the election. Have you, uh, have that's you why voted? the League of Women Voters really is encouraging people to vote okay. by mail. If you vote in Snyder County, you can certainly socially distance yourself from the people working on you. Uh, are working to help you. They they have a book there. You have to sign the book. They find your name. You can shout your name out from a few feet away if you have to. And they can shove the book over to you. And then you can, they can back up and you can come forward and sign the book. And then you can pick up your ballot. They could lay it on the end of the table. And then you go to one of the little preset stalls. You sit down. You pick up a pencil. You vote. Someone cleans it after you leave, or you clean it yourself. They put wipes there. You wipe it down. You leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we yeah, certainly I could do it, it would safely. Be impossible. I, I'm not asking that Pennsylvania cancel it. No, but I'm I saying, don't know how New York can. I, I'm not quite sure that that's really. What bothers legal. me is we're spending a, the simplest and quickest answer is shut it down. Let's shut it down. You don't know that. But you, that you, is they the could have been deliberating this for months and but then finally don't, said that's the decision. No, I think that was a deliberate. Oh, you just thing think he said, oh, let's see, what are we doing today? Let's see, I have to eat a sandwich. Oh, I think the election, he's in the he's in the bag for Joe Biden, and he wanted to keep Bernie from getting any votes. Okay, well, that could be this. 
Okay, that's... Um, well, you were asking get for off a, my lawn. a ridiculous opinion. I gave <laughs> you right, one. Right, yeah, no <laughs> argument there. Well said. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, let's uh, scan speaking through some of, of uh, Speaking of Joe Biden, finally the day, I must commend CNN, they finally they ran a story, story about his accuser. You know, yeah. and what's what's interesting, I, and I, I checked the... Uh, uh, Facebook accounts of some of my liberal friends, and of course, oh, this is ridiculous. This is a ri- this is crap. This is, can't be true, you know. But just stop and think for a minute. We had to have an FBI investigation into, and the Democrats insisted on an FBI investigation right of Brett Kavanaugh. I don't hear any of them requesting an FBI investigation to determine the veracity of the claims against Joe Biden. Now we know that Joe Biden is uh, guilty of inappropriate touching. He's, you know, obviously he's on videotape doing that and sniffing. Is there? Well, that's inappropriate <laughs> touching, if there ever was that. But is there anyone else that's come forward with a sexual assault allegation as this w- woman has? Well, give it time. I mean, that this was the death of a thousand cuts for Kavanaugh. It will be for Biden. So I mean, other people come have come forward. forward and said that Biden made them uncomfortable with his sniffing. And and you don't buy that it's just because everybody's distracted by the pandemic? Um, no, I, th- I think it's because the left-leaning media doesn't want to turn <laughs> okay. their darling into some kind of a monster. Okay. You know, and I'm not saying that he's, you know, let's say he did it. Let's say Trump did it. All of them did it. What's that got to do with whether or not they'd be a good president of the United States? I mean, is that well, is that so does that disqualify whole, you? That's the whole another issue. You know, it, it, okay, let's suppose that let's stipulate for a moment that what Tara Reid said happened precisely the way she said that it had happened. That was what uh, 1990s, right? I believe, when they 1990s. were adults. So, but now okay. stop and think. Brett Kavanaugh's accuser was in high school. Okay, talking about something they did in high school. Okay, so this we'll, is we'll talking about that a, as being long immaterial. before Brett Kavanaugh had even gone to college or become an attorney. Have you become a better person in the past 20 years? Sure, and okay. I believe it's quite possible. Joe Biden has, except for a sniffing and nuzzling of young ladies. Well, he's never going to do that again. <laughs> no, probably he's not. Done with that. But, you know, is he a touchy-feely kind of guy? Probably is. Is, you know. So did he actually do this? Well, if he did and there's no other ac- accusations, I would say he learned a lesson. But supposedly he said to her, and it sounds like him, I thought you liked me, man. I don't. I don't know whether he was confused about her sexual identity or whether he calls everybody man. <laughs> I think he calls everybody that. <laughs> but you know, so even Hillary Clinton endorsed him, but she didn't say anything about it. You know, Nancy Pelosi, all these people who are saying, well, he'll have to believe say the survivors. Believe he hasn't the survivors. said anything about it yet. His campaign denies it, but he hasn't said anything about it yet. But guess what? His time's coming. He's going to, you know, obviously the, sooner or later, within within a week, he's going to have to. He's going to see somebody or say something, or somebody's going to ask him out of the blue. It's like. But I believe we should have an FBI investigation just like we had for Brett Kavanaugh. If we're going to investigate what happened when a guy who wasn't even out of high school did... Why do we need the FBI to investigate it? She makes the accusation. Because we had the FBI investigate what happened well, in high school for Brett Kavanaugh. Well, he was going to be a U.S. Supreme Court justice. But not when he was in high school, he wasn't. He could have wound up driving a truck for ops or <laughs> right, but you know, working at Pizza Hut. <laughs> right, but to, to find out, if, you know, whatever they could find out about it, that's why they did that, because he's going to be on the Supreme Court. We Don't ha- we care what the President of the United States may have done? Well, potentially, yes, <laughs> but we have another another screening process to go through before he can become president. So we'll lay it all out in front of the American public and let them vote. And we did with Donald Trump, who had allegations against him, some of which seemed credible 
to me. Right. So he had credible investor plus his own admissions <laughs> on that bus, remember? Right. But so he did that, and people still said, well, okay, well, so is a dirty dog. We just want him because he's assertive as a man of action, as one of our good police officers call him, and that's what we want in his but presence. But the hyper-scrutiny that he went through should at least be something that we apportion well, out for all people who use similarly. You haven't let this go for a long time. <laughs> No, I, I just don't like the lack of fairness here. If an FBI investigation right. was called for high school annex, alleged high school if annex... your Republican dirty dogs should get scrutinized, so should the Democratic dirty dogs. Well, it's only fair. Don't you think so? I, well, if the whole thing fails the who cares test, as oh, far as I'm concerned. It didn't fail it when we were talking about no, Brett Kavanaugh. No, because I would vote for Joe Biden anyway, even if this <laughs> were untrue or true or, or anything. All right, what do folks think about this? Joe is making a very important point uh, that Joe Biden should be fabulously scrutinized because of this, uh, alle- this allegation that has come forward and has lots of corroboration. I would agree with Joe that has more corroboration than that which was uh, Than Christine Blasey Ford had, yes. Right against Judge Kavanaugh. So uh, what's your view on this, folks? Uh, Joe and I will talk about this until Joe flops over, unless we resolve it. So help us do that. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. One line occupied, but you can occupy another. 1-800-795-9565. We read the emails in the order in which they arose, so we have a new one here. And this one says, as per Mike Pence and his defiance of wearing a mask, is he above reproach? Why couldn't someone approach him and point out that it's the rule here that everyone wear a mask? I suspect he was signaling to his boss, Trump, that like Trump, he is above following the rules and common sense. He may not test positive for the virus, but he is not capable of contracting it uh, from someone who is, oh, but is he not capable of contracting it from someone who is positive? Two morons defying the medical experts' recommendations of wearing masks to curtail the spread of this deadly virus. But as I understood it, a mask doesn't protect you, it protects other people from you. And if well, you do not have the virus and you've been tested for it, that's true for is some there masks. no harm, no foul here somewhere? That's true for some masks. A cloth mask protects others from you, but an M95 mask both protects you and protects well, others. Well, we've talked before, if, we, if you are willing to accept a certain level of risk, you might do something I wouldn't do. As I mentioned you off mic, if my favorite restaurant was open right now, I'd be out there eating. You'd go there every I'd go day. there, yeah. Read uh, this, the, the long comment there. Don't say the lady's okay. name. Uh, 
not only that, but by not wearing a mask, Pence is symbolizing his strength in a modern-day battle with an invisible enemy. While others are clad in masks, he is not, and he is positioned between men who are wearing masks. He's portraying himself as a strong leader among men. This is an effective visual tool. Tactics like this have been used as long as historical record in paintings of military scenes throughout our art history. The same tactics are now employed in marketing strategies and publicity events. All right, so he's an alpha male. He doesn't have to wear a mask. Thank you. Oh, we, oh actually, that was on our one of our Facebook discussions. Right. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, good morning. Uh, yeah, I, well, I think he's kind of foolish for doing that. I mean, you could, could get the virus at any time, and he just said he gets often tests. He didn't say it was every day or every hour. And it's strange how they get that. I guess those are the, the ones they were keeping for the federal government that they aren't giving to the VA hospitals and stuff. <laughs> okay, what but, else? Well, you know, the, the forced order to, to keep the meat plants open, mm-hmm. that comes along with a, with a CD report on what they should be do, doing to control the outbreaks of coronavirus in meat packing plants. And for the first time ever, instead of telling people that they should do this and should do that, it's all formed in the terms of general suggestions that they should look into this and they should do it if it's not too disruptive and things like that so i think it goes along with the corruption of the functions of government that this administration has been guilty of right along I'm not certain I understand your point, Chris. Are you saying the government should let the food system shut down and should not take action against no, keeping it, it open? Usually to say when the CDC gives a report on the things that need to be do, done to fix uh, problems in the food chain or, or uh, workers getting sick, there are orders to do this. They are orders. They aren't well, if it's not too much trouble, you should be looking into this, and maybe you can do that if it's, it doesn't disrupt, disrupt your for, workforce. Well, maybe, maybe I heard something different, and if you did, tell me. But I heard that it, that it can't be transferred from the meat, so the only issue is whether or not the workers are protected. Do, do you agree yes. with that? As far as I know, that is true. Okay, so... Okay, I applied anything else. Okay, so if the workers are willing to accept the risk, or if the workers can be uh, okay, putting gloves or... accepting the risk. The unions are fighting against it, uh, not having the protections that they should have had. They have been doing that since March in some of the plants. And in the second place, the in Iowa... The uh, governor announced that, well, if you don't show up to work because you don't like the situation there or the safety there, well, you're not going to qualify for uh, uh, unemployment benefits. Also, the thing that Trump signed prevents them from ever suing if they get sick. 
because of poor conditions there. So how do you weigh that against the national interest of having people be able to eat and live? Well, how do you weigh that against uh, how quickly they might be able to get the, the, the suggestions done without disrupting the, the, the food chain? Well, Why? I don't know, but I, what I'm asking you yeah, is, exactly. are you, are you, you willing... You know about as much as one as I know about the are you other, willing, to Are you willing to sacrifice... Are you willing to sacrifice the food chain for the sake of uh, are you, the, are, the possibility that one or two people might get coronavirus? get sick? No, Are I'm just saying really? I think in the national interest in the long run, if the president didn't open up the food markets and people couldn't get These food. These are soldiers. These are workers. But in the wartime, we're all soldiers. That's the whole point oh, of this. Oh, oh, oh. We're all soldiers. That's right. As long as you get to go to your restaurants and exercise things. Hey, right? look at world. Go back to World War II. Maybe you weren't alive then. But, I mean, they, they, we did a lot of things differently, but we also tried to keep life normal. And we also made sure that even though there was rationing, you want to go back to rationing? You know, there has to be enough food for people to survive, yes, or you does. die of starvation. But, uh, is, is that the way to do it? Well, I don't know. I'm not, fortunately for me, fortunately is for me, I don't like, have to make that let's, call. Let's make a man's choice between uh, having no salary and no chance of, of uh, benefits. Well, you don't know that these people aren't getting some kind of protection. Well, they, I, the one company announced they were instituting some. I but, think it. Uh, but the government wasn't. It wasn't under government order. It was under government suggestion. But if the government of that state has a wear masks and and all these things enforced, they're right. going to have to comply. Uh, no. They yes, were they. Are. The, the masks were even a suggestion that they give workers masks. That was uh, formed as a suggestion. They all were. All the, all, and this was the federal government. This wasn't the state government. No, but if the state has rules in place for how you behave on the job, then I would think they'd have to follow those rules, too. The what president's just saying, keep it open. The president said, well, like here in Pennsylvania, we're not supposed to enter this building without wearing a mask. I have my mask with me. Mark has his. You know, admittedly, we don't wear them while we're doing on the mark, but I'm here in this oxygen tent he's built for yeah, me. Yeah, but these, 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 these states where the plants are, except maybe Pennsylvania, there is no such rule. And I don't think no, that rule is imply, is in force even in Pennsylvania in the meatpacking plants. And they can't be sued for it now either for well, not you, doing it because of Trump's order. Well, bottom line is if the workers don't feel safe, they can't be forced to go to work. They might yeah, not qualify okay. for can, unemployment you, benefits. You, you can uh, quit your job and not get unemployment benefits. Well, basically. you know, if my if my job, if they told me here at the radio station that part of my duties were to climb the towers and change the light bulbs at the top, mm -hmm. I'd quit. Not by presidential order. Well, it's still, uh, you can't force uh, yeah, someone to go to still. work. <laughs> you cannot force someone to go to work if they don't feel safe, Chris. We haven't gone that far yet. No, you can take away their unemployment benefits in uh, Iowa, apparently, though. You could do it here in Pennsylvania. If work's available and you choose not to take it, you don't get unemployment. And if it's because of a safety reason, you can sue. Right. You can you can yes, apply, you can but file you an appeal. Now because of Trump's order. You still we can apply for... that circle again? No, this is for state, <laughs> state benefits. Unemployment compensation benefits are state, not federal. 
And uh, well, that's because of the governor's order in Iowa. That's true. Okay, so All right, we, we got to get something. another caller going here. Thank you so Thanks, much, Chris. Chris. Okay. Thank care. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you, uh, Cindy. Last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. And just let me point out that it's been sunny two days in a row. What? what is that? Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, well, guess what's coming, kid. <laughs> I know. Forty days and forty nights. Right. But anyway, listen. I I I want to talk about something else. We, we have heard over the last couple years a great deal of concern about the cost of college. And we have currently available in our region, actually in our Commonwealth, an opportunity to save a huge amount of money on your first semester in college. And how would you do that? Well, you take advantage of the PASHI, the Pennsylvania Higher Education System. Those are the colleges like Bloomsburg and Westchester and Indiana University of Pennsylvania and Lock Haven, et cetera. They offer a 75%, let me repeat this, 75% discount on tuition for college for high school kids who are graduating this year to take courses this summer. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that the jobs, there's job scarcity, there's going to be a challenge to get a job, which is what normally a kid going to college might do to, you know, to pay for it. But here you could, for 75% off, 75% is a lot of money off, you could take an online course right. at Bloomsburg, at IUP, at Lock Haven, et cetera. Right, and local they, schools are pushing that. Yeah, when they should. It's a great deal. It's, mm-hmm. it's a bargain. So if you're concerned about the cost of education and your kid is... Uh, has finished high school or is in their junior year going into their senior year, they can uh, contact one of these colleges. Bloomsburg's just up the road here. You don't go there. It's online. I mean, traditionally you would have gone there, but this year they're offering online courses. You can take them at a 75% discount. Have I mentioned that? It's (laughs) You like that, don't you? When have you ever gotten 75% off of anything? And here's the better news. Pennsylvania has in place a system where those credits are transferable. You know, it used to be that universities quite cleverly obstructed the transferring of credits to encourage people to enroll for the full course of a study at their institution. Right, you're stuck. But the General Assembly has wisely put a halt to much of that within the system. So if you're going to go to another PASHI school, if you're going to go to Pitt, Penn State, um, those kinds of things, you can transfer the credits. So it, you aren't wasting your time, quote-unquote, by taking a course at Bloom online or at any one of those other courses. So I, I don't think people are aware of this. I don't think they realize this. Now, there's another benefit to having to even taking just one course this summer and having your kid do that. Aside from the fact that they get practice at college with just one course instead of getting a full slate of courses to get their legs under them. You, ac- credits uh, accumulation gives you priority in registering for courses for the next semester. You get a one-up. You take w- even one course, you get a three-credit one-up on everybody who's coming in who's never registered. And if you're in a program that's hard to get registered for the courses of your curriculum, this will give you an advantage, not just year one, but the whole way through your four years of study. 
making the effort to do this. So if your student, your child cannot, does not have the opportunity to work, and I get that, there's a lot of challenges about doing that, it would be worth you investing the money in them taking a course to get the practice about being in college, to get the practice about online education if they haven't already had it, and then they even have a leg up in, at when they get to school because they'll have more credits than everybody right, else. Right, so they got a big a leg up. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, hopefully everybody heard that loud and clear, and uh, we'll get their kids 75% enrolled. 75% off. Did I mention? You it's did a couple times. I, I think that did come up. Yep, yep, you did. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, yep, thanks for calling Bye. in. Sounds well, like a big blowout at Ollie's Bargain Outlet. <laughs> well, it is. Well, it's a great program. My nephew is enrolled in it. And, oh, is he? Yeah, he's racking up credits like okay. crazy. Hey, and, uh, 75% off, why not? And learning just ridiculous amounts of information. Well, he started out twice as smart as me, and guess what? He's now four times yeah, Right, <laughs> It's happening. All right, we have open phones, 1-800-795-9565. We've got a slew of texts and emails. We're going to try to read those ASAP. But we got open phones, 1-800-795-9565. Joe Biden, still a topic of uh, much chagrin from uh, Joe, who thinks that he should get more scrutiny for this allegation from Tara Reid. And we had Mike... Pence, the vice president, not wearing a mask. And let's see what else we got. Coronavirus in general, Senator Yaw's remarks yesterday. So what's your view on all of this? Give us a buzz back. We got open phones, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, upper right-hand corner. One of our texters says, please, can one of you fine gentlemen tell me who the third, fourth, fifth, et cetera, party candidates are? The two at the top are no choice at all. Well, I saw this morning that the uh, congressman, former Republican congressman who became an independent and was the only Republican who voted to impeach Trump, has now decided he's going, I can't think of his last name, is going to run as uh, for the Libertarian Party oh. nomination well, for that president. Well, that won't affect us. Uh, well, for this president. person means Pennsylvania, I assume. No, there I thought, are he, no meant, down I thought he meant the United States, because we don't have third, fourth, and fifth party candidates for governor in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's no down ballot candidates, but even for uh, treasurer or auditor general or attorney general, there's no down ballot candidates this time. Or not, the, not down ballot, but third party candidates this time on the ballot. I just voted by mail, so... 
uh, I speak from experience, but, uh, but but go to ballotpedia.org. That's their cover in this. They have pictures of the ballot or, you know, sort of an image of who's on it. There, and there was, I just saw the ballot because we just voted over the weekend, but and uh, there's no third-party candidate. If our writer is talking about the presidency, which I'm assuming he's talking okay. about, you would not vote in the primary for the third, fourth, or fifth party unless you were a member of the third, fourth, and fifth party, and unless they had right, you wouldn't see them. something on the ballot. Uh, but another, they won't pop up on the until the fall. They no, don't have a primary. You'll see them in the fall, right. Uh, one of our other writers says, Good morning. Trump was much worse with women than Biden ever. Thanks, signed Bob. But <laughs> well, you know, Bob, we won't know until we have that FBI investigation <laughs> of the, uh, Mr. Uh, Biden, which is, we had for Mr. Kavanaugh and certainly seems like we should have for Mr. Biden as well. I, I don't think we can read all of this, but read most well, I think of we it. can. First of all, Mark, I totally understand your response to Gene Yaw, and I cannot imagine how Mr. Yaw and most of your callers have such disregard for human life, especially that of our elderly population. My mother is a resident of a nursing facility, and I do not feel that her life or the life of the other residents is an expendable 1% of the population. These people gave years of their lives to our workforce, our communities, and to our families. They are as valuable, and to me more so, than Mr. Yaw and his followers who are living in denial of scientific facts and care more about their bank accounts than human lives. I would suggest your callers and Mr. Yaw spend two weeks volunteering in an emergency room, nursing facility, grocery store, or any other facility or institution on the front lines of this pandemic. If it is such a joke to them, let them learn to do the testing on uh, symptomatic patients without using any PPE and signing a waiver that if they acquire COVID-19, they will forgo treatment. I am a Republican and am embarrassed and appalled at the lack of decency and humanity in this party, and I certainly will be changing my registration in the future. We well, see this is indicative of what's happening in the, but nothing, the nation and the state. You have a few Republican leaders at the top who are opposing everything, and 90% of the population of Republican and Democrats is listening to I've, the science and is ready to heed what I have known Gene Yaw for a lot of years. He is not indifferent to human life by any stretch of the imagination. And he has a different point of view than some people who want to accept, who are willing to accept more protection and more intervention by the government. Basically, what I got out of Gene's discussion was that people need to make a decision for themselves what level of risk they're willing to assume. Mm -hmm. And to quarantine the healthy along with the sick doesn't make a great deal of sense. He wasn't just saying make your own choice. He was saying that the governor's wrong and that we're wasting our time. <laughs> That's what he That's really said. That's not what I got out That's of what it. he really said. Uh, Dale, did, didn't we already yeah, talk we already to you today? You get a minute. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to double dip and just say, you know, <clears throat> This right here should, uh, everyone should listen to Democrats and Republicans is our two biggest enemies right now is big pharma and big tech because all of our elected officials and even our medical community is all being dictated by those two. It's big tech and the big uh, pharmaceutical. Basically, when I was younger, we were routed up. My mom would give us a little cough medicine or a shot of, you know, with, but now seems like the majority of all of our children are all being drugged, okay? And all of our medical communities are basing their their opinions on, on Big Pharma, you know? So I think that we need to be vigilant and understand that we don't need to put our kids in front of a computer and drug them up. Okay? All right. Everybody we got, oh, a minute. Where, I got to go. The, where's the Bar Everybody Association? Everybody has feeling. Where's Motions, so... 
Gotcha. Where where does the bar association figure into this? It's a world of cheese. Well, they, they they all back up big pharma. So oh, okay. Like right. I said, I knew they had to be in there somewhere. Sure, make sure your candidate is not for big tech or big pharma. Thanks. Right. Otherwise, we'll never get out of this world of cheese. Next time you see a pharmaceutical company get sued, remember, the Bar Association is for Big Pharma. I remember that. Until they make a mistake. Uh, Van is next caller from New Columbia, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. How you doing? I wonder I'm, if Dale ever found that bed, that big red uh, cheesy button. <laughs> you know we, do, we do not know. <laughs> He's a good caller. Wish though. I had one. Anyways, with with science, you know, science early on told us when this first broke out that there was going to be, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand deaths in America, even with practicing all the social distancing and everything else. And that didn't come to pass, which we're all very thankful for. But then you have to start thinking, well, the scientific facts weren't facts; they were, you know, projections that didn't come to pass. So. When someone like, now I didn't hear Senator Yall this morning, but I would think I'm in his camp, a little bit of comments I've heard here the last couple calls, but it's like we haven't seen a lot of deaths, so it's not that we're not taking this this pandemic seriously, and no one wants to see anyone die, and this stuff of trying to demonize somebody by saying about they don't care about people dying. I think everyone cares about people. They don't want to see people die. But honestly, did we really need to shut the economy down? Or, as things look now, it looks like we could have just went ahead and and protected the elderly and people that are susceptible to this and kept the economy going and practiced the social distancing. But, Van, do you not see that we we had an epidemic coming and the cases trickled into our area and we shut everything down and we stopped it. What was Joe's analogy? You're like the guy that put in the fire suppression oh. system and said, well, see, we don't have any fires. Well, no well, wonder. No, we, I we, asked Dan if he owned fire insurance because sometimes we pay for protection we don't use. Here's my take on that. You know, when, when this came out, I mean, people were really scared. They didn't want to get this because it almost sounded like a death sentence to people. Right. But yeah, when Rand Paul got it, it was like, well, President uh, Trump said, well, Rand Paul, you know, he'll be back with us in a, in a week or so. And, <laughs> You know, Boris Johnson got it, and it wasn't like over oh, worried about him dying. And even Prince Charles got it, and like no one, even at his his age, no one seemed to be that concerned. You know, oh my goodness, he's going to die. So to me, in the what I'm hearing from, and again, like there's two sides to everything, and there's two extremes, and somewhere in the middle usually is where the truth lies. Now, a lot of the testing that's taking place is showing people that they're positive to this, and I've heard different doctors and scientists claiming that there's certain microbes that this test will pick up and give a false positive. And that's that's what's showing, you know, people have the COVID-19 virus when they really don't. Well, and there's also false negatives, so I think you got both going on there. Yeah, well, both I, are bad. Well, how, how, do you get a, how do you get a false negative? How would you ever know? Well, then someone comes down with it. Well, did they have it when they got tested, or did they get it after they got tested? And then there's no way of verifying that, so a, a, a false negative is a, isn't possible to prove that it is truly a false negative. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, the same with all the, all the data. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead and wrap up. we got another caller, but you got an open mic. Well, well, that's that's just my my take on this whole thing okay. is yes, I I see why we did what we did early on, but it's way past time to get back to work. I mean, it's 
we could open up this area like a light switch, and it should have been opened up probably a couple weeks ago. Well, I agree with you there. And, I definitely think we delayed and, unnecessarily locally, but that's just yeah, Lawrence's not, worthless wisdom. All right, yeah, thank so you so much, sir. All right, now you guys take care. Have a right, good one. Take yep, care, thank man. You very Thanks much. for calling. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Uh, let's see. Lance. Lance. Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for... Oh, last caller before break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Okay. Why, anyway, I just got off the CB, and uh, <laughs> oh anyway, uh, over at Hebe. You were on the was, CB in Hebe? Uh, yeah, yeah. Were you yeah, shopping at right GB's here. while you were over there? Oh, it's right on the other side of Hickory Corners. But anyway... Uh, this morning, about daylight, one of the farmers over there, he looked down in his field, and he saw about 10 cars down there. There were some without a state plate. And pretty soon, there was about 25 people, and they were all throwing rocks at each other and clubbing each other with sticks <laughs> that they found and punching each other in the face, kicking each other down. It was terrible. <laughs> this is so a- they called, called the state police, you know. Okay. And they got there, and... Uh, is this a yarn? Well, they got, Wait a minute, they got it all broke up, you know, and he figured out what they were fighting over. It was a big pile of corn cobs out there in the field. So, he, well, the implication being that there was no toilet paper and corn cobs okay. would suffice. I got you. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, this yeah, is a real knee slapper that probably okay. is going to be lost on a lot of people. You're right, thank you. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, in view of what's going on here. But uh, anyway, uh, the reason why uh, Vice President Pence did what he did because on the accursed fox of course they had him talking and he said that he wanted to look each one of those folks in the eye to tell them just how much he appreciated what they were doing and that was the reason when what what, in what way does it mask obscure your eyesight well, he wanted, I guess he just wanted to make sure... That well, he wanted them to see his yeah. smile. That's what he wants to see. He just said, well, I, but The I'm Lone sure Ranger's well, okay, mask well, obscures. Was, he wanted to imply how much that he really cared, all right? Right, gotcha. And then so far as Joe Biden is concerned, well, the lady that apparently was said how uh, terribly upset and uh, completely devastated she was by his actions said she'd have no problem voting for him. So, doggone it, it's sort of like with Hillary and Bell. If Hillary doesn't care, why should we? You think? Well, I guess so. You know, it's... it's. Uh, so if Christine Blasey Ford had said, I support Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court even though he raped me, you would say, oh, well, that's okay. But, but look, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> because if you vote him down, then somebody else will come in. But if you don't vote for Biden, Trump might win. So there's a lot more at stake here. And that here. would not be the worst thing that ever happened to well, us. Well, no, but I'm just saying it's clear in the mind of Democrat and Republican voters which which is which. That's probably why, I, you know, Lawrence is worth the speculation. That's why she'd vote for because, you know, you better the, better the sex offender you know than the one that keeps denying it. Oh, well. <laughs> Boy, that, I guess. That would take analysis beyond my okay. capabilities. Okay. <laughs> but she couldn't have been done in too bad, or you think she would have. Uh, I think it was bad, but uh, regardless. And, of course, as uh, Joe is apt to point out every day here now, uh, the most news media is just totally ignoring it because of the global pandemic or because it's their favorite yeah, candidate. Because they don't want to. I guarantee you this will be ignored if there was nothing in the news. All right, last word, Lance, then we got to hit the road. Well, why do you think our uh, governor won't allow the uh, number of people who have recovered from the virus to be published? 
But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's an. I don't, I don't think they known. But can't you just subtract the number of deaths from the number of people who tested positive? Plus, there's many more people who had it than tested. So, you know, if, if yeah. we t- if we have what uh, five thousand uh, people who test po- or forty thousand who've test positive in Pennsylvania, and we had uh, I think a thousand deaths or something. I forget the number. I'm sorry that, that you know it's tragic, but I don't remember it anyway. So there's forty nine thousand plus. We know that many people don't get tested, so there's so a hundred thousand people were covered. No, you How remember the that? old adage: one yeah, death is all, a tragedy, a thousand deaths are statistics. Right. Okay. And all that gives us is the number of people who are recovering and being treated. Not how many people have actually recovered. Well, yeah, that we don't okay. know. We don't know that. That's number. right. That's, right, that's so. the whole All thing. Right. He just wants to make it worse than what it is. DK, don't know. All right, thank you so much, Lance. Go Glad ahead. to hear hear from you. All right, so uh, we got to push the green button. We'll be back in two minutes. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, uh, Mr. Al has been standing by. He's going to be our last caller of the day. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Well, maybe you can squeeze another one in because it's just short uh, some facts. I think we're only like a generation away from authoritarian rule. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can say it better than I can say it. Authoritarian. And <laughs> authoritarian, I guess it's said. Authoritarian. Uh, now you got me doing see, it. See, it's not as easy yeah, as Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard when you think about it. But anyways, uh, one of, you know the only political thing Billy Graham really ever said? No. What? I mean, he, he said that God's hand must have been in the election of President Trump for him to win. That was about the only thing he ever said. That... I think it is the only political statement he ever said. And, I mean, he was close to the man while he was running. So uh, that's just one thing. And then uh, how do you know an expert's an expert? By the number of corn cobs he has in his hand? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) These two experts walk into a bar. (laughs) Just ask them. That's like the smartest guys in the world, you know. You just have to ask them. Right. They'll tell you. Just like Joe. He used to be a genius. How do we know? Well, he would tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Back in the day. I'd be a genius if I could, but I can't because I'm a fisherman. You remember that one? No, don't believe I do. Uh, no, I never heard That's that. That's in one. one of the rock and roll songs. Oh, <laughs> oh I got gotcha. you. Okay. 
Sounds okay. like Three Dog well, Night or thank something. Thank you guys. Have a great show and a uh, lot of smart people calling on both sides. All right. Thank you so much. Nice. I appreciate you know, the call. Uh, hit that upper right-hand corner. So yesterday, Senator Yaw was comparing statistics for the flu versus COVID-19. He compared six weeks of COVID to one year of flu. This actually shows COVID is more contagious. Well, that's true. And one of our listeners says we've only, <laughs> this is going to be a strange thing to say, we've only had 50,000 deaths. Yes, tragically, 50,000 people have died. But we've only had it for two or three months so far. So by the, I'm, I'm hopeful that by the end of the year we get 100,000 deaths, so it's more deadly than flu. There, I said it. Are you happy now? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, our friend Tom says, COVID-19 for dummies. The virus doesn't move. People move it. We stop moving. The virus stops moving. The virus dies. It's that simple. Simpleton's gene yaw is off the rails. Yeah, what if we locked down and nobody went anywhere, anywhere. for three weeks? Well, then we'd better have plenty of toilet paper inside well, the house. Yeah, or corn cup. <laughs> All right, thank you, everybody. Uh, tomorrow, Dr. Jason Bendel is going to be here, superintendent at Chickalemi. We're going to talk about everything. And then we'll have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.